Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by TBA rabbinic intern Cheva Lerman. Twenty years and a month ago, I was ready. I stood on the beam of Congregation Beth Am in Los Altos Hills, where I grew up, about 400 miles north of here. And I borrowed Moses' words, Ha'azinu. I declared it to the congregation as I leapt into my bat mitzvah Torah chanting. And then a year ago, on this parsha, my mother did the same thing. Give me your ear. I was an eager kid. I was reaching to be seen. I was excited by all the Torah I had soaked up in preparation. And I appealed to the congregation and borrowed words from the parsha. I was appealing to the congregation, but who is Moses addressing and why? The simplest, the simplest, most explicit answer is that Moses' ha'azinu is directed at the heavens because it says, ha'azinu ha'shamayim va'adabera. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. Contextually, of course, he's also speaking to a congregation like I was, but in this case, the congregation of the Israelites standing before him as he begins to conclude his Mishnah Torah, his instructions for Israel after he's gone. But even as he speaks to them, his thoughts are further down the road. Because at the end of the parasha, it says, He said to them, take to heart all the words with which I have warned you this day. Command them to your children, that they may observe, that they may do all the terms of this teaching. Which teaching? This teaching, this Torah, Divrei HaTorah Hazot. Whenever we see this, it's almost always referring to the book of Deuteronomy. We know that because it appears nine times in Deuteronomy, always with the definite article the, right? We're not talking about any Torah, HaTorah, and always modified, modified by the demonstrative pronoun this, Hazet, Hazot. And only five more times does it appear this way in the rest of Tanakh. Furthermore, in the Tanaitic Midrashim, the phrase is used 190 times, 145 of those comment on the book of Deuteronomy. Moses wants the Israelites to hear his Torah, his repetition of all that came before, and not for their own sakes, for the sakes of their children. It's no surprise that giving the next generation a Jewish education has been a central value thousands of years before the term Jewish education existed. I can almost imagine Moses bringing in Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young to help him get the point through. You who are on the road must have a code that you can live by. Wandering Israelites needing a code, needing the halakha to find their way. But I think we often leave it there. We miss the next part of the song. Teach your children well, your father's hell did slowly go by, and feed them on your dreams, the one they fix, the one they'll know by. In other words, teach them your dreams. Teach them the things by which they'll know you, your inner self. I think here we often miss the mark. We hope and expect that all the conversations all the experiences we have together will be enough for what we want those who we love to always remember about us. But remember, one of the primary images of the Yimim Noa'im, the book of life, 
in which we're written and sealed. God's book of life may be written and sealed between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, but our books continue before and after. And as we keep writing, sometimes we wonder when it will be sealed, and after that, who will read it? We cannot be sure that people will understand us the way we want to be understood unless we express ourselves and share our inner world with them. I'd like to suggest that we follow, follow Moses' example in doing so, if perhaps a little more succinctly than he did. I'm suggesting a literal act of writing. There's something called the forever letter, also known as an ethical will. An ethical will is a document in which you write the things you want the next generation to remember. Though Moses set an excellent precedent, the practice really expanded among Jews in the Middle Ages when ethics became a field of Jewish thought. They gave instructions, suggestions, admonishments, forgiveness, whatever parents felt like would be meaningful for them and for their children. Be careful to visit the sick, for sympathy lightens pain, wrote Rabbi Eliezer the Great of the 11th century. Hannah Senesh wrote in hers, we have need of one thing, people who are brave and without prejudices. Sam Levinson, the humorist of 1960s and 70s wrote, I leave you my unpaid debts. They are my greatest assets. Everything I own, I owe. To America, I owe a debt for the opportunity it gave to be me to be free and to be me. To my parents, I owe America. They gave it to me and I leave it to you. Take good care of it. Ultimately, he concludes, I leave you not everything I never had, but everything I had in my lifetime. A good family, respect for learning, compassion for others, and some four-letter words for all occasions. Words like help, give, care, feel, and love. Rabbi Alana Zaman, a leading writer on this topic, wrote a book titled The Forever Letter, a term she uses instead of ethical wills because she teaches that anyone can write one. You don't need to pair it with a last will and testament. She did a workshop once in, one of her, in which one of her students came, and he was in his 20s, much not, not the age of her typical student. But the next day, his mother approached her and said, I've just received the most beautiful letter I've ever received in my life. The most important thing is that you have values and stories to communicate and someone you want to hear it and to keep it. What family stories matter most? What struggles have you encountered in your life? Are there loose ends that need tying, forgivenesses to be asked for or granted? What values do you cling to and which people got you through? What do you want to tell most of the people you love? What blessings do you have to give? Because they don't know your inner life like you do. And even if you have a deep conversation with them, well, you can't reread a phone call. A letter preserves our voice. It also requires us to focus our thoughts, to be intentional in our words. It preserves our legacies in our own terms, and it preserves our lives while we live them. You may not think of yourself as Moses, but you have your own Torah. And to the ones that love us, that's all that matters. In this season of reflection, as we move past our personal accounting, 
and towards the sunset of Moses' story with Simchat Torah, consider how you might write your own teaching, your own Torah, to your children and your loved ones, so that they might observe and they might do it. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.